0: Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. With dinners that work for you, not the other way round. Go to greenchef.com slash emilybaker135 and use code emilybaker135 for $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Emily Show podcast. Look... So many of you have had conversations with me about why in the world Britney Spears is still fighting out this conservatorship. And today I'm going to break down why Britney Spears is still in court over this conservatorship and a bit of what went down in court on July 27th. I was there to watch it all With my eyes, listen with my ears to the arguments going down in court because, though the conservatorship is over, and though, as Britney's attorney Matthew Rosengart said after this hearing, Britney is a free woman who is making her own independent decisions. There is still a very big fight going on over who's paying for what and where and what happens next. So, this is a very law nerdy episode because it is so much law that happened at this last hearing. We're gonna go through everything that was decided, what got put over, what it all means, and what's coming next, because we are quite a ways away from this conservatorship in court being complete. Though Britney is not being controlled by it, it's not all the way over. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you wanna talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the Cursey Words. So let's break it down. Even though it's August, and some kids are going back to school, it doesn't mean that summer is over. And you can still have a ball this summer with Manscaped, the number one leader in Below the Belt Grooming, you know, for all the hair down there. You and your partner can both stay fresh while you are getting outdoors. Because, you know, sometimes outdoor adventures are the best type of adventures. So dive head first into your smooth summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code Lawnerd. I absolutely cannot recommend the Performance Package 4.0 enough because it has everything you need for your no hair, smooth to there summer bod. So whether you're gifting it to your partner or keeping it for yourself, you will keep all your bushes tamed with the Lawnmower 4.0 and For the hair up there, yes, I'm talking about the nose, the Weed Whacker is my favorite nose hair trimmer ever. So check out the Performance Package 4.0 at Manscaped and you get 20% off and free shipping with code Lawnerd at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code Lawnerd. So be sure to check out Manscaped to have your smoothest summer ever because it's not sweater weather just yet. Look, if you're not following Britney Spears on the gram, you might not be inspired to check out our first sponsor. But if you are following Britney on the gram and you want to go rolling around in the white sand beaches, I mean, she is living her best. And Rosengart confirmed in court this last hearing that she was, in fact, out of town because there were some things that she is going to need to do, some rulings that were granted to require her to verify responses. And we'll get into that. Um, And he confirmed again, she's out of town. And I'm like, That's what I've been seeing on Instagram. She is having the best time. And you know what? She deserves it. She deserves to just be able to live her life. We've also seen rumors that she has recorded a new version of Tiny Dancer with Elton John. I'm here for it. And I hope that as... We get further and further from this conservatorship. We're all able to just celebrate someone who got their life back. Very few people ever get out of conservatorships, and Brittany has. And I hope that she is able to just live the life that she wants to live. But I don't think she's going to be able to do that until she's done fighting with her freaking father, James, who we on this channel call Yeeted Spears. For the podcast audience, Yeeted means to hurl with great velocity, and he was. Hurled with great velocity out of this conservatorship. Oh, but he's not gone yet. He is just the gift that keeps on giving. So there were seven minute orders coming out of this July 27th court hearing. We're going to go through the minute order and then we're going to go through the underlying thing and talk a little bit about some of them, not all of them. Some of them just got put over. The ones that just got put over, we're going to talk about them um, as needed, but not in great depth. So let's jump in to the first item on calendar. There's an order to show cause. An order to show cause is a hearing to explain why something has been done or not done. I suggest using this with your kids. Look, or your spouse, honey, order to show cause, I'm setting an order to show cause (laughs) regarding why you didn't go to the grocery store. Or, or you know, T, I am setting an order to show cause regarding why the dishwasher is still not unloaded today. This is what I need to know. So I am setting an order to show cause. So an OSC, re the dishwasher. Just put it on a Post-it, stick it on your kid's door. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? This order to show cause, I had to dig into the probate notes to figure out what was going on with it. And I think what... Well, what I came across, I find very interesting, so I'm going to share it with you. This is in order to show cause that the court set on their own motion, sua This is regarding the 13th accounting. You've heard me talk a lot about the 12th accounting. The 12th accounting is the final account for the year, for the 12th year of the conservatorship. The accounting shows how um, the conservator of the estate spent the estate money, where money went, and everyone has to agree on it. Well, no one agrees on the 12th accounting. And so there are a lot of objections and it looks like there's going to be an evidentiary trial regarding those objections. Why are we paying for this? Why did Brittany pay for that? It's the first time there's been objections on the accountings after 11 years. So the 12th accounting is still under litigation. And the court wants to know, but when are we getting the 13th accounting? And so the court brought it up in this last hearing and put it on calendar again, bumped it over for this um, order to show cause. And the court continued it simply to August 24th, which is a day that we are going to see a number of items bumped over until. But during the hearing, the court questioned James Spears's attorney, Weingarten, on the 13th accounting quite a bit. And Weingarten gave the most circular non-answer over and over and over again. Well, Your Honor, we're not gonna prepare the 13th accounting until the 12th accounting is settled. I'm not an accountant, but the 12th accounting is done. The 12th accounting is complete. There's just objections over whether the conservatorship estate is gonna pay for those things or not, whether they're proper items. But the accounting is closed. So it shouldn't impact going forward the 13th accounting that is not a full year because the conservatorship was terminated. The court wants to know when it's coming in. The attorney for James P. Spears, the former conservator of the estate, just said, well, we're not gonna do it until the other one's done. My interpretation of that is we want, we're, we're just we're not there. I wonder if they're worried about the resources to get it done. So it will be very interesting to see when the 13th accounting finally gets filed. I'm sure they're anticipating that there will be more litigation over that. So when I say this is going to be going on for a while, this could be going on for a number of years more because we're not settled with the 12th accounting. Weingarten indicated that there will be an evidentiary trial on the objections. That trial date's not even set yet. So we're looking at potentially a number of years more Of litigation in this conservatorship, right? I know you're going, same, same. So August 24th, this issue will come up again for Weingarten. Where in the world is that 13th accounting and when is it going to be getting done? In the same vein, the court also put over the 12th accounting to be addressed on August 24th. The court reminds the party that to the extent probate notes exist, matters are to be cleared so that the various petitions on calendar this date state may move forward and be in a posture for ruling. Attorneys, you have shit to do. Please get it done. And so the court said that the accounting is going over to August 24th. It will go over again. But this minute order reminds us the, the 12th accounting was filed August 6th, 2020. We're now at August 24th, 2022. We're going to be here for a minute. The next item on calendar is a fee petition for Sam Ingham court appointed counsel, and not just for him, but for ancillary counsel. I said that weird, but for ancillary counsel that worked with him. This fee petition got put over to October 26th. The court is asking for more information, but I think it's helpful to remember when I say that we're fighting over money to remember exactly how much money we are fighting over. So Sam Ingeman is asking for over $237,000 for Associated Litigation Counsel Loeb and Loeb, a separate law firm, because it was Ingham by himself for quite a long time. And then the separate firm was added to deal with the volume of work based on the amount of litigation James Spears' team was bringing to the table. So that has gotten extended out into October 2021. But that's not the only fee petition that is going over until October. In the hearing on July 20th, the fee petition for Lynn Spears filed by Yasha Bronstein also got put over till October 26th. I have videos on this channel about the fee petition for Lynn Spears. Lynn Spears Britney's mother is asking for the conservatorship estate. Every time I say conservatorship estate, that means Britney, the Britney's pool of money. They're asking for Britney to pay for Lynn Spears's lawyers when Lynn inserted herself into the conservatorship. If you would like my full feelings on that, um, I have it it in the video where I went over this and just yelled expletives because, again, she inserted herself into this with attorneys and tried to push things forward, but then is turning around asking that it gets paid out of Britney's funds. And just so we're all on the same page about what exactly is being asked for by Lynn Spears, they are asking for legal fees to be paid to the firm, Joan Swanson, in the amount of $504,000, reimbursement of costs for over $9,000, payment of legal fees to the other law firm for over $146,000, and reimbursements of fees to that firm for over $2,000. Fees, again, are things like hard cost filing fees, When we talk about incurred costs, I think I just meshed costs and fees, but when we talk about incurred costs, those costs are actually hard costs that is being paid because of things they're doing in court and elsewhere. The fees are the legal fees for the work that the attorneys are doing. Whether Lynn Spears is in any way entitled to that, I think is a legally interesting question. I think the answer is probably no, though. Could Britney choose to approve those? Yes. Is there legal grounds for Lynn Spears to get her legal fees paid? Going to be interesting. That's a hearing I want to be at. I want to hear more of the argument over why Lynn Spears' legal fees should be paid out of Britney Spears's estate. Speaking of people wanting their lawyers getting paid, James Spears had two allowance for fee petitions on Calendar one allowance for fee petition that was filed in March, one that was filed in December, and both of those allowance for fee petitions got put over until August 24th. And you're like, wait, what's James Spears asking for? There are two motions that I'm going to summarize really fast The first one is when he brought on the new law firm with Weingarten, asking that the Weingarten law firm be extended the same payment structure that the previous attorneys had had. And the previous payment structure was that the attorneys would get paid their legal fees at 80% of what they were owed, and then the court would approve it for the full 100%, and they would get 100% of their costs. Again, hard fixed costs, filing fees, things like that. Not legal fees. So that was the payment on account that had been going on throughout the life of this conservatorship. 80% of whatever fees got paid, 100% of costs. The court has not approved that yet. So since Weingarten came in at the end of last year, they seemingly have not been paid by the conservatorship estate because the court has not yet approved that petition to allow them to be paid 80% of their fees. Yes, James Spears is still seeking legal fees to fight the objections that Britney Spears has made over the 12th accounting and other things, which is why throughout all the hearings, you will continue to hear Rosengart say, just stop. Every time James responds to something, Britney has to respond back. And Yeeted Spears is still trying to bill her to fight with herself by having her pay for his lawyers that are sitting in court standing there talking about how James Spears has done an impeccable job as the conservator of this estate. So the other fee petition is for the actual costs to the attorneys. And I think we should take a look at how much that is real quick. Asterisks. That's my asterisk noise. I'm entertained. Asterisk. (laughs) This is in addition to all of the legal fees in the 12th accounting, including the $500,000 for media matters. The 12th accounting includes over a million dollars in legal fees. This is in addition to that. This petition for allowance of fees is seeking fees to the Freeman firm For over $567,000 paid between November 1st, 2019 and February 28th, 2021, as well as over $6,000 for costs. They're seeking to pay the um, unpaid balance that's still outstanding to the Freeman firm of over $139,000 in fees and over $250 in costs then additional compensation to Holland and Knight. That's the law firm of Viv Thoren, who we've talked about so much on this channel and in other content. So compensation to Holland and Knight in the amount of over 821,000. Yes, that's in addition to the other stuff for the period of October 17th, 2020 to February 28th, 2021, and over 72,000 for costs of Holland and Knight then the unpaid outstanding balance to Holland and Knight of over $164,000, then compensation to the Sidley firm in the amount of $170,000 for services rendered to the conservatorship between October 1st, 2019 and February 28, 2021, which includes 21000 in fees to Sidley and 153000 in fees that Sidley paid for another firm in Atlanta, or two other firms in Atlanta, to do work on behalf of the conservatorship. So it's it's now two law firms in Atlanta, Sidley, Freeman, Holland, and I. We're up to five different law firms at this point in this fee petition. Then allowing and approving compensation to RAK for legal service rendered to the conservatee's business entity for the benefit of the conservatorship during the period of April 26, 2019 to include December thirty first, 2019 in the amount of $267,000 and costs of over two. Thousand plus, then also approving to RAK the amount of ninety six thousand plus in compensation for additional legal services rendered from the time period of January one, 2020 to February 28, 2021, and over two thousand in costs, and then an unpaid balance to RAK as well for over seventy eight thousand dollars, and then allowing and improving compensation to Mr. Spears. Here's the kicker for services rendered in the amount of $16,000 a month plus $2,000 per month for renter of, rental of his office space. He's still trying to charge the estate for the work that he did, which is why when we hear Rosengart talk about how much money James Spears was paid to be the conservator, this is why he was being paid over $16,000 a month plus $2,000 for office space rental. To be the conservator. So this was his full-time job, and he was being paid to do it, confirming that the previous orders, authorizing the petitioner to continue payment to Mr. Spears, 16 a month plus 2,000 per month in rental, and confirming the previous orders. None of that's been ruled on yet, and that has all been put over till August 24th. You all know that I love keeping the nails fresh. I love changing them up, but I do not always have time for hours at a salon. Olive and June knows exactly how to fix this problem because they have an amazing press-on system. These are not the press-ons that I destroyed my nails with when I was in, you know, junior high. These are incredibly high-quality, easy to use salon-looking mani's in minutes. So when you are on the go, you can make sure that your nails look perfect. You can pick them in all different types of sizes. They come with over 42 nails, so you can find a customized fit for you. You can pick the nail shape. I know you're not just stuck with one option. So when I say customizable, you can pick the length, you can pick the nail shape. They have really beautiful colors and a lot of fun nail art, including some popping neons that I really enjoy. So these chip-free manis last as long as your gel mani at a salon two plus weeks. They are an all-in-one press-in system that has everything you need to get a salon quality mani at home in minutes for a fraction of the cost. Beautiful nails for you whenever you want on your own time, no appointment needed. Make sure you are looking like you just left the salon without having to wait for your nails to dry and try the Olive and June all-in-one press-on system. And boy, do we have a deal for you. Did I mention that the press-ons are made from 94% post-consumer recycled material? Yeah, yeah, I know. Visit oliveandjune.com slash LawNerd for 20% off your first Olive June system. That's oliveandjune.com slash LawNerd, L-A-W-N-E-R-D, for 20% off your first system. Whether it's the all-in-one manicure system or the all-in-one press-on system, let me know on social what you think. Now we're getting into the more legal and substantive rulings that the court made during this hearing, other than the things that got put over. And the first thing that came up was the TriStar motion to quash. For those of you not super familiar with the conservatorship, Tristar is the former business manager. That's the business entity of Lou Taylor, a name that if you are familiar with the Britney Spears case, you will have heard come up a lot in various conversations. She also reps the Kardashians. She's management for them and works in some capacity with Travis Scott and others, you know, connected to the Kardashians. With the motion to quash for Tristar, The court read out a lengthy tentative ruling that is not going to quash everything. A motion to quash is asking the court to reject the subpoena. So the subpoena sent from Britney Spears to Tristar is to try to get information From all the legal rulings on this particular area, it seems that there might not have ever been a formal signed management agreement with TriStar and Britney Spears. So they are trying to get, Britney is trying to get the documents and information from TriStar via not just a deposition, but also turnover of documents. But as the attorneys for TriStar started arguing, we were getting right to the end of the day because so much had been litigated earlier on and there were so many matters on calendar. So this is also getting put over to August 24th, but the court's tentative ruling was very lengthy that TriStar is going to have to show up and is going to have to turn over a lot of what's being sought. But that is not a final order yet. But the court is leaning in the direction of making sure that TriStar is turning everything over to Britney Spears. But we also have seen this judge Overrule tentative rulings in argument, allowing the attorneys to argue and then being like, oh, you know what? You've changed my mind. So this is just a tentative ruling. It was lengthy. We will see if that becomes a formal ruling after more argument at the end of August. Next up, there is a group of evidentiary motions between James Spears and Britney Spears. James Spears is seeking to compel um, admissions answers to interrogatories and deposition of Britney Spears. Admissions are like, admit this. Interrogatories are more open-ended questions that can ask for documents or information and things like, where were you born? We'll get there. We'll talk about it. And then a deposition is, of course, sitting down across the table from the other party with a whole bunch of lawyers asking you questions under oath. So the first one that I have pulled up is on... The motion to compel requests for admissions from James Spears propounded on Britney Spears. He's seeking information from her. We're gonna look at what information he's seeking after we look at the court's ruling. So the court adopts its tentative ruling and rules as follows. The motion to compel further responses to requests for admissions to Britney Jean Spears filed on June 16th is granted. The court finds the request for admissions number 17, 27, and 28 are directly relevant to the pending fee petitions and Ms. Spears' own allegations contained in her objections. Ms. Spears is ordered to provide verified responses, that's verified, signed in oath, to request for admissions number 17, 27, and 28 without objection within 30 days of this order. So let's take a look at what is being requested. Request number 17 reads, and again, these are requests for admissions, quote, admit that the court in Los Angeles Superior Court case number, and then this case number, approved James P. Spears's purchase of the Bridgemore property, and then it lists the property identifiers in Louisiana for $59,688.18 on July 7th, 2017, after the property appraised for only 11000 900, and your court-appointed counsel waived notice. This is a fight over James Spears buying a property in Louisiana that was appraised for $11,000 plus and was purchased for $59,000 plus. Very curious who he purchased that from, but it's requesting Brittany to admit that the court approved it and that her attorney at the time, sang Sam Ingham, waived notice on it and clearly didn't object. Are like, that sounds crazy. Yep. Why does Brittany need a house in Louisiana? Who was living in it? Not her. Request for admission number 27 Admit you have no evidence of any payments or transfers to James P. Spears from your estate on January 1st, 2019 through December 31st, 2019, other than what James P. Spears accounted for in the 12th account current report of James P. Spears, conservator of the estate. Petition for its settlement and approval thereof filed August 6, 2020, in this case. So admit you don't know, admit or, you know, admit that you don't have evidence that James P. Spears took money out of the estate other than what's in the 12th accounting. I would just say if they haven't gotten all the documents from James Spears yet, how would they know? But that's for them to answer. And then the next admission is number 28. Quote, admit that all payments to James P Spears and his attorneys from your estate from November 1st 2019 through June 30 2021 are documented in the petition for order allowing and approving payment of one compensation to conservator and attorneys for conservator two reimbursement of costs filed in this case filed on March 26 2021 and supplemented on July 12 2021 so admit that we've not taken any improper money is what that set of requests for admissions is asking for. The next motion was the one I think most um, most of y'all were looking for and what was going to happen on this. It was a motion to compel deposition of Britney Spears by James Spears filed on June 16th, 2022, the matter's called for hearing. The minute order says the court advises the parties that supplemental filings made after the July 22, 2022 deadline will not be considered. Yeah, people filed stuff late and the court's like, no, I haven't gone over those yet, but I will pull out anything and address those on a stream over on my YouTube channel um, because it gives us a lot of insight over what these parties are fighting over. The court recites its oral tentative on the record argument is heard. The court adopts its tentative rulings as follows. The motion to compel the deposition of Brittany Jean Spears, filed June 16, 2022, by James B. Spears, is denied. The court acknowledges the supplemental briefs by the parties on July 22nd pursuant to the Code of Civil Procedure 2025.420. The court may issue an order to protect any party from undue burden, which includes an order that the deposition may not be taken at all, or that the method of discovery be interrogatories rather than oral deposition. Again, written answers. Upon review of the underlying motion in the supplemental briefs, the court finds that the deposition request of Ms. Spears is unlikely to produce any discoverable information that is not readily attainable through written discovery, thus making the deposition request of Ms. Spears duplicative of existing discovery requests. Further, in light of the court's ruling on the request for admissions and form interrogatories, the court finds that there exists alternative and less burdensome means to seek the same information from Ms. Spears, Accordingly, the motions denied. Let's talk about the request for admissions a little bit. The court ended up denying the further responses on the request for most admissions on things like Brittany's current home address and where she was born. Brittany's attorney, Lisa McCurdy stood up and was like, "Your Honor." Her dad is asking her to sign form interrogatories about the location of her birth. He is in the better position to have this information. And there was a lot of argument over Brittany's current address. It seems to me, based on all the information available, that Brittany has recently moved, sometime right after her wedding to Sam, that she moved. And Weingarten would not let it go about her home address. The court made the point Counsel for Brittany made the point, well, she's got attorneys. They can be served. You're not worried about her disappearing and you can't get in touch with her. And then we got Matthew Rosengart bringing up more than once that Brittany does have issues with stalkers. She talked about Jason Alexander being arrested at her home on her wedding day and remaining in custody till, till the day of the hearing on July 27th. And then you had Weingarten saying, well, her address is practic- is known then. You know, her address is basically public record because you've got these people getting into her home. And Rosengart just went off about Weingarten making light of it, said that, you know, James Spears should drop this one and just let it go. The court ended up denying it. Brittany was not forced to turn over this information on form interrogatories. She was asked to verify the interrogatories. She has answered, meaning signing them under oath. There's clearly an issue between the attorneys about when Britney's attorneys signed the requests for her. Weingarten thinks that they have improperly done so. I think we will see more arguing between these attorneys on it, but they were really at each other this entire hearing. And it was surprising to me that Weingarten, James Spears's attorney, was fighting so hard to get Britney's current address. It felt irrelevant to me. It felt like it bordered on threatening to me. Britney has the right to sell her home and not have her dad knows where she lives. And her attorneys did a really good job in court protecting that information and arguing to the court the potential for leaks, especially having it down in writing. You know, law firms are big places things can happen. And Weingarten's like, you have my word, nothing will get leaked. I understand why Team Spears, Britney, doesn't believe that. Because TMZ has ended up with court filings before they've ever been filed in court, before Rosengart has gotten them. I understand why they're worried about leaks. And if Britney has recently moved and this house has not been exposed, she has every right to fight like hell to keep that secret. And I hope people won't try to seek it out. Let her live in privacy. She'll show you what you need to see on Instagram. Just go follow her there. That's it. Let her show what she wants to show of her life and nothing else. The next matter that I'm pulling up is the motions regarding Kroll and Associates. I've covered this more on YouTube than I have here on the podcast, but Kroll and Associates is a firm that was hired by Britney Spears's attorneys to help investigate this conservatorship, the allegations made by Liz Day at the New York Times and a whistleblower for black box security that Britney Spears was being surreptitiously, which would be illegal, illegally recorded in her home, um, that her communications, even those communications with her attorney were being monitored and other allegations. So Kroll and Associates was hired to investigate and really brought to light quite a lot of information In court filings a number of months back, including that James Spears had received a substantial loan from Tristar, Lou Taylor's company, before the conservatorship started. So there is an apparent conflict of interest between James Spears with this loan outstanding to Tristar. At the time, Tristar signs on as the business manager for Britney while she's under this conservatorship. A lot of information has come to light based on Kroll and Associates. James Spears has said, we have rights to all of that information, to their documents, and, and subpoenaed business records, including attorney-client privilege information and work product information. And that's why they ended up losing this motion. But the way that the court went about them losing this motion was interesting. And Weingarten, James Spears's attorney, has said that he will be taking a writ on this up to the Court of Appeal and saying, what you can't do is that. So we'll see what happens with this one. I don't think we've heard the end of this with Kroll and Associates, but if this goes to trial on an evidentiary trial with regard to the 12th accounting, I think we'll see more. James Spears subpoenaed Kroll and Associates for business records. Britney Spears, through her attorney Rosengart, moved to quash the subpoena, to squish it, to make it go away. Squish like but gone. This is the court's minute order. The court adopts its tentative ruling as follows. The motion to quash deposition subpoena for business records issued to non-party Kroll Associates, Inc., or alternatively for protective order filed on April 18th, 2022 by Brittany Jean Spears is granted. That means the subpoena is done. Kroll doesn't have to respond. The court finds that Ms. Sherry Abadi is a non-testifying consultant and is therefore not subject to the same discovery requirements as a testifying expert. Ms. Abadi's communications are subject to the attorney-client privilege and work product doctrine as a consulting expert. And this privilege has not waived by providing her June, her January 14th, 2022 declaration. Should say was not waived, but it says has not waived. This is Weingarten's argument and I understand why he made it. His argument was this witness provided a declaration in January and the declaration was relied on in part by Britney Spears's attorney to make objections. The declaration is signed under oath. Therefore, it's testimony. Therefore, you can't say she's a non-testifying consultant. Britney Spears' attorneys argued she has not been designated as an expert. She's not testifying at a hearing. So she is non-testifying. She provided a summary of findings, and it's different. The court agreed with Britney on this one. Weingarten disagrees and says he's taking it up. He was quite put out. At one point, he said, I'm dumbstruck. By the court's ruling, he was there was a moment where he was just like his mouth was just open and he was like, um, 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 you could just it was a moment. It goes on to say that the court finds the deposition subpoena impermissibly seeks privileged communications between Kroll, Ms. Spears and Ms. Spears's counsel. Therefore, the court quashes the deposition subpoena pursuant to Section 1987.1 of the CCP Code of Civil Procedure. This led to a tangent by Weingarten that the court is denying him and his client a right to do discovery. I can't get the documents from Kroll. I can't get the documents from Brittany. I can't depose Brittany. How am I supposed to do discovery? And the court was just like, you you can propound proper written discovery. And he's like, you're telling me I can't do anything. It was his Elaine Bredahoff, I'm trying your honor moment. And you could see he was put out by the number of rulings that went against him in court on the 27th. James Spears also had a motion to compel the deposition of Kroll and associates, but because the subpoena was quashed, it means the subpoena no longer exists. It's not, it's not proper. It's not, you don't have to respond. So that motion was uh taken off calendar as moot. You can't compel a subpoena. That is not a subpoena any longer. These attorneys were definitely at odds. We will see if James Spears takes a writ on the issue of Kroll and Associates because now they're blocked at this point until something changes from getting that information from Kroll and Associates. Though, Rosengart did say in court that they would be providing proper discovery from Kroll and Associates, but not work product and not things protected by attorney-client privilege. They've also said that they have not gotten all the things from James Spears. James Spears's attorney says they have turned over all of the documents from the entirety of the conservatorship. These types of discovery issues, though they are definitely not as sassy as other things that we see in court, they are deeply important to getting ready for this hearing on the 12th Accounting. Brittany not being harassed by her father and not having to sit for a deposition is another massive win for her in court. And legally, it makes sense. She was the conservatee. What can she say about the decisions that were being made? They weren't her decisions to make. They were being made. And testifying about what happened to her isn't relevant to her objections to the 12th accounting. The objections to the 12th accounting are much more deeply legal. It was not proper for you to make these payments to Tristar. It was not appropriate for the conservatorship estate to pay these things. Those aren't things within Britney's knowledge or control because James Spears took them out of her control. And the person who has to live with that now is James Spears. I'm glad the court denied the deposition subpoena. I'm glad that the court really seemed to very clearly go through these motions thoroughly and identify what would be turned over, what would not be turned over. The amount of work in just prepping for this episode, the amount of motions still pending is somewhat mind-boggling. I I am going to start sharing because so many of you were interested about my research document, but my... My document on this one is now over 30 pages long, trying to keep track of all of the motions. It's quite a lot of litigation. And it's litigation that Britney is still paying for on both sides. Some of this, she's going to have to pay for for James Spears, even though he's been removed. When it comes to the 12th accounting and the 13th accounting, the estate is still going to pay for those things. When it comes to some of the ancillary fuckery, I really hope that the court shuts it down. And that's part of why Rosengart was so impassioned about having him yeeted, not only because it opened up that attorney-client relationship, because that relationship follows with the position of the conservator, but also because it could stop the money going to James Spears for his lawyers to fight against Britney. Rosengart's had multiple times, a decent person, a decent father, a decent man would stop this. You could stop filing motions. You could stop fighting. Turn over the discovery. Stop seeking abusive discovery and just knock it the fuck off. My word's not his but that's basically the sum of it. If you want to see some of the video I took after court of the attorneys and the questions I asked them, that's up on my YouTube QuickBits channel. I'm going to put together a little bit of a longer Quick Bit with some of those interviews from my vantage point and my thoughts on what went down after court. If you want the full t On this hearing, he said this, and then he said this, and then, oh my God, can you believe he said that? That's also up on my YouTube channel. I did a several hour live stream after that hearing and went through all of my notes of what the attorneys said and what went down in court on the 27th. But this was the legal grounds of what went down. So Brittany had some big wins Still pending are a lot of fee petitions. Lynn Spears's attorneys want to get paid. Sam Ingham wants to get paid. James Spears and his attorneys want to get paid. And then the motion from TriStar, how much information will they have to turn over and who's getting deposed? That's coming back up on August 24th. Let me know if you have any questions from this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a law And I hope this walkthrough of exactly what happened in court was helpful for you to understand the legal footing of this conservatorship today. So let me know if it's helpful. I always love your feedback. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being all honored. It's time to go. It's time to say goodbye, 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 goodbye. So may your family be well. I've started in the wrong place. We're just going to go with it. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your gas not be $7 a gallon. May we all get through this together and may the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you for being honored. I'll see you in the next one.